0: Hi, and welcome back to the Middling Along podcast. My guest this week is Dr. Ridula Poré. She is the CEO and co-founder of Peppy Health. It's a mobile app which aims to transform digital healthcare in the areas of infertility, pregnancy, early days of parenting and menopause. Welcome along, Ridula.
1: Thank you, Emma, for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. So for full transparency, this is the part where I mention that the company I work for in my day job actually provides access to Peppy Health for its UK employees and that's how I became aware of the app firstly Uh, and I've signed up I've used it to find out more about perimenopause and menopause and so far I'm very very happy very pleasantly surprised um, and uh, yeah very grateful that our company has been providing us with such a great resource maybe we could start off and I can ask you to tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to start Peppy Health with your two co-founders
1: Absolutely. So my professionally, my background has been in healthcare now and on the commercial and strategy side for a number of years. Um, I started life as a engineer. So I did my undergrad in chemical engineering here in the UK, and then moved to the US to do my PhD and my MBA and focusing on pharmaceutical manufacturing processes. So I did that at MIT for a number of years and was really sort of around a lot of technological innovation, a lot of startups, and that whole infrastructure that's, was really, you know, very vibrant in Boston and Massachusetts at the time, less present here in the UK, but you could start to see the early glimmers of it. And then when I came back um, to the UK, after I'd finished that, I worked with McKinsey, um, the consultancy in their healthcare practice for a number of years, doing, you know, a lot of work with the NHS and also with the private sector, but exclusively in healthcare. And really what that showed me is just how big of a gap and therefore, an opportunity there is in making healthcare more accessible and affordable. And then I spent some time with Novartis Group um, running one of their business units in the UK um, with generic pharmaceuticals. So as drugs go off patent, um, launching those into the retail and wholesale pharmacy space. So you could, you know, sort of a bit of so I guess a bit of a jack of all trades in healthcare, really with roles that were focused around the commercial and strategy side. But I could start to see this gap emerging. I mean, I, had, um, I have two young children. I had them both when I had p responsibility for a sizable business. So I'm sort of also really conscious of how that, that experience affected me on a, both a personal and a professional level, but also seeing how different life events were affecting the people who I was line mm. managing, either as a first line or a second line manager. What knock-on impact that had on themselves, their colleagues, me as a manager, in terms of you know keeping show on the road uh, while you know trying to be a, a compassionate and trying to adjust for you know these real big things that are happening in people's lives. So that was sort of where I was at in my, probably my getting onto my mid thirties, and I just could start to see the London health tech scene coming to life. Now there was some investment, there were people around, there were companies around doing some interesting things. I joined another healthcare startup to begin with, met um, Max and Evan, we were all hired as part of the first management team there, but very quickly we realized there was some, something there that we all wanted to work on together, or at least we wanted to work together, we didn't really have a clear idea of the yeah. concept of PEPI as it exists today, but then we started working on that, it was the end of 2018, and so now coming up to three years later, here we are, which has been quite an exciting ride. <laughs>
0: And could you tell us a little bit about how the Pepe app works? Like how mm-hmm. would a typical user engage with it for the first time, say and how yeah. would how does it work?
1: Yeah. So Typically, people would find out about Pepe as as, you know, as you said, you did, Emma, with uh, through your employer, or maybe through their insurance company, because we have some insurance partners, um, Mm -hmm. and we'll be launching some um, other partnerships uh, soon. But the way that we work is it's funded by employers, um, in almost all cases, and it's free for the end user. So you might find out about it through, you know, part of your town hall or part of a newsletter or part of a, you know, if you have um employee resource group, thing like that. It could be a poster on a wall in a call center or a leaflet on your desk. You know, we work with employers to really make sure that all their employees are made aware. And the main thing that we want to make sure is people don't feel any these are taboo topics, so we don't want there to be any shame or concern about accessing Pepi. So you don't have to tell your line manager, you don't have <laughs> to tell H R. You simply can, you know, grab the QR code and download the app as you would with any other app. And when you look, you know, obviously we ask you a few questions to register on it. And a few things happen when you um, when you log on. One, we will suggest uh, some of the content that's relevant for you based on what you've told us. So articles, we've got video content, and you'll get a chat channel that opens up with one of our practitioners where you have access to to a professional, qualified health professional to chat about anything that's bothering you. Or you know just to get get introduced saying I'm you know nothing bothering me right now or I want to find out more um, yep. that's also perfectly fine you don't have to have a particular problem to come in and use Pepe you can use it as a way to just sort of get educated find out about things that then may later then come down the line you can also sign up for live events so we'll have sessions on which are either more like a talk or more like a sort of drop in group. And if you need to, you can also have access to one-to-one video con- or phone consultations if you've got something that you'd like to dive in to more depth, say in menopause with our, one of our menopause nurses or fertility with one of our fertility nurses or, you know, for the new parents if it's around infant feeding or sleep mm. and so on.
0: I think that in particular right now when it's uh, it's probably harder than it would normally be to get access to your normal GP or, you know, uh, kind of healthcare professionals, just having that available at kind of a a time that that can flex to you and your needs is incredibly helpful I haven't tried out the one-to-one consultation yet but I think it's a great idea and I haven't been to any of the live events yet but I I keep meaning to I will will do (laughs) and
1: you know our point the way the way we've designed Peppy is exactly that I mean people are working and they you know these are episodes when you know you're not necessarily so crucially ill that you're in you know cuddled up in bed uh, with with all the time in the world to go and do this you're doing this you know you're trying to look after your health alongside you know work commitments family commitments a social life you know hobbies activities all these other things that we'd much rather be doing quite frankly (laughs) than looking after our health so that's, that's exactly the idea you can send a message you know while you're at the bus stop or waiting to pick up your kids or you know, have join a live event, you know, in your pajamas from your couch. People mm, do that's absolutely fine. You can fine.
0: dip in and out as you much, as, in in out out, as, much you know, as you want,
1: exactly. Exactly. And but if and if you need us more, we'll be there. And if you need, you know, if you don't read us right now, that's great. We'll be here, you know, when you're ready.
0: So, presumably, if somebody listening to this was thinking, this sounds great, I'd like to encourage my mm-hmm. uh employer to to sort of explore this as, a, as an employee benefit, how. Is there a way that they should go? I mean, presumably they would have to go to their HR person or their yep. HR department. And
1: Yeah, I mean, on on um, they can either contact us directly on, on our website or you know, just email us at hello at peppy.health or ask if they want to talk to their HR team. We've got various case studies and resources that people can have a look at on there or take to their HR teams. Um, and obviously, once we've got, you know, once they reach out to us, we'll pick that up and would love to have a conversation.
0: And and are you working outside the UK as well or is that a sort of a next
1: um, it's step a next on? step. We're exploring it, but right now it's only available in the UK. And
0: are you um, are you thinking of expanding this out beyond the sort of those three core areas mm. that we've already talked about?
1: Absolutely. So we are developing right now and getting ready to launch our men's health service and this is about really in in a similar way, you know menopause obviously is about specific hormonal changes that occur in somebody who's you know obviously biologically female but you know men's health also goes through a transformation in midlife whether that's things around and it may not just be midlife but most people these effects Mm -hmm. around midlife so things like urological issues um you know you're changing sort of needs of your cardiovascular system and bone health sexual health mental health we know that um men do tend to suffer disproportionately from mental health issues and particularly very acute mental health issues. And part of that is not feeling, you know, again, coming back to this issue of taboos and particularly mm. taboos in the workplace, feeling like they can talk about that with anyone. And so what we've, what Peppy Men is designed to do is to give people that sort of confidential space to discuss these concerns that they may not feel comfortable, discuss taking to a healthcare professional, their GP. Uh, may not even feel comfortable discussing with their best friend or their you know their partner but giving them a space to have those conversations.
0: Yeah well, it's interesting whether that um, having that kind of anonymity of the sort of the barrier of the phone in the way being kind of letting people just kind of let go a bit more of,
1: of that and, some of and our, taboo. Yeah some of our research I mean that it's actually kind of now reasonably well documented that actually tech enables people to talk about things that they otherwise wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable talking about face-to-face with mm. a even me. Um, and some of our own research also supports that. So um, we did some work with the NHS as part of the COVID response, supporting new parents who, of course, were incredibly vulnerable and isolated. If you've got a new baby at home, it, it's an isolating yeah. time anyway. And particularly with COVID, when you couldn't have friends and family visit, your healthcare professionals weren't checking in on you as much as they might otherwise have done. We found that at um, that by using Pepi some early studies showed that actually some groups who are typically do not seek healthcare support as much as others used Pepe just as much and so it acted as a bit of an equalizer and they rated it more highly so around, Black Asian, and I think minority parents um, who t- tend to have worse outcomes and tend to seek less healthcare support. So yeah, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. we've got this, well, the signals are there that around these sort of taboo topics, there are ways in which you can make it easier for people to communicate, get the education, information, reassurance. You know, sometimes it's reassurance: is this normal? Yeah. Like,
0: I'd say it's another know. layer, isn't it, on yeah. top of the sort of what's already out there? It, it's, um, I guess, it's. It's not necessarily halfway in between, but if it's, you know, if it can help take some of the pressure off the sort of the NHS type services, then that can only be a a good thing.
1: Exactly. And we're trying to do both. We're trying to sort of, for those sort of, you know, lighter touch queries, reassurance, information needs, where, you know, people don't always even bother to go to their GP for for that kind of information. Mm -hmm. We can Mm -hmm. be a trusted source. But on the flip side of that, if someone actually does need clinical assessment also nudging them to go and get that
0: well and know it knowing that that that's the next step that they might not know themselves but to have an expert say i really think you need to
1: and so you know like i said our professional they're all qualified health professionals whether that's nurses or counselors or board certified lactation consultants or you know nct practitioners so they are qualified to sort of no, okay there's something here that's worth getting checked out you mentioned
0: mental health hmm. so sort of honing in specifically on sort of the area of menopause does Pepe offer support in terms of sort of mental health as much as the sort of the physical symptoms
1: absolutely and um, in all of the sort of episodes and life episodes that we deal with have you know, they're multifactorial. They're they're about your physical health, they're about your mental health, your emotional well-being, your relationship well-being, whether that's with an intimate partner or whether, you know, your manager. And so our service is designed to kind of help you in all aspects of that. So as well as your sort of core practitioner, which might be a nurse, say in menopause, if you need it, you can also open up a chat channel with a counsellor, um, we'll have live sessions and drop-in sessions that are discussing you know mental well-being, how to manage your own mental well-being. And like I said, if at any point our practitioners feel like you could benefit, we can also help you direct you into whether that's NHS services or if you happen to work for an employer who offers other private services, you know, kind of give you details of that so you can you can seek that, seek that support if you need to.
0: And if somebody was, say um, finding it hard to address, Uh, Their sort of their symptoms or their particular situation Mm. with their employer. Is is there a bit of a conflict of interest there? Would your team be able to sort of help them come up with some strategies?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we see it as we don't see there being a conflict of interest. Obviously, we don't don't intervene in that discussion between, you know, uh, a an employee and their line manager, and we'd absolutely do not disclose any personally identifiable information. So, you know, Pepe is a confidential service for the user. So there is no feedback, you know, that Gwen from accounts said said that that does not happen, even we actually don't even pass on, sometimes employers of us just said, you know, said, well, we heard there was X, Y, and Z, like, we can't tell you that we've Mm. got a, you know, we obviously have an obligation to It's a similar sort of
0: level of patient confidentiality. Yes. As you would have with a GP.
1: Absolutely. So what we do report back to the employers is obviously uptake usage Mm -hmm. in aggregate, Sometimes, you know, we can share with them particular insights around, you know, obviously, with a lot of things changing themes that are coming up for their population that they may want to look at addressing. That's a, that's as far as we go. It, the, you know, the sort of privacy angle is something we take extremely seriously. And at no point anything you say to any of your pre- practitioner, unless the, obviously there's a sort of safeguarding or, you know, safety sure. concern. In any case, that won't go to your employer that will go through you know, other venue, av- avenues, but that doesn't go outside the peppy environment.
0: So I'm interested from the point of view of your experience of sort of startup land. Mm. Um, you, this wasn't obviously your only kind of foray into into that world, but as as a woman and as the CEO of a company, Are there any kind of good, bad experiences that you would be sort of (laughs) happy to share or anything that kind of really surprised you about it?
1: So I think the timing for me professionally was important. I mean, I think for me, when I chose to move into the world of startups, I'd sort of banked enough experience and credibility and professional network through Mm -hmm. my previous roles that I felt like that was a risk I could take now, you know, at this stage in my life, like if I could try it, you know, what's the worst that happens? It doesn't work. I mean, it's quite financially quite costly, but actually I could, was in a stage in my career where I could then go back into the corporate world or the professional services or whatever it was, you know, with the experience that I had. And also with my children, I mean, they, they were very young when, we, while we've been building um, Pepe, they're now now both at school, but actually... I had heard from various people uh, that you know teenagers are actually you know they they only get harder as they get bigger.
0: No, so I hear. I, I yeah. Slowly as they get that. bigger,
1: and actually that's when you really, really do want to be around quite a lot. So I figured I've got a bit of time till we get to that <laughs> stage. But also, you know, start, having a startup gives you uh, flexibility as well, right? So we work really hard. And sometimes you've just got to drop everything, and you know Mm. Pepe takes over twenty four seven. But that's just how it needs to be. But then equally, you know, I am also have some flexibility around my schedule. Obviously, as the team gets bigger and bigger, and we, you know, we have put in some of the internal processes in place that obviously puts in some limitations. But you do still have a lot of flexibility around when things need to get done and how, how you do them. And that was definitely very helpful in the early stages of PEPI. I think in terms of the CEO role, so I actually share the CEO role with my uh, co-founder, Max. Mm-hmm. So he works mostly with our employer partners and I tend to lead on some of our internal infrastructure building and also on our investment and finances and and, and so on and working with the tech community. But there are three of us as founders and that that's that's just huge compared to being a solo female Mm. founder, both because we have very diverse professional experiences, very diverse personal experiences. And that's just such an incredibly rich space to be in when you're trying to solve for a problem. One one of the three of us will have encountered something similar that we can reference um, in our careers. And if we don't, we have a network of people around us so our investors, our advisors, we have you know who all who are all there on our you know gunning for us there to support us. So that makes a huge, huge difference. I mean, I think given what we do, so so I mean you know it's not a for me certainly being with co-founders means it hasn't had that sort of lonely at the top feeling at all, mm. um, and that's made it it's definitely the journey a lot, lot more enjoyable. Um, and in terms of being a woman, I mean, for what we do, it's just amazing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's first of all, I'm deeply passionate about what we do because not only just for the health aspects of Pepe, but I also fundamentally believe that these life episodes impact women's self confidence, um, their yeah. ability to seize professional opportunity, and then the knock on effect of that is their financial well being as well, and their you know their ability to make choices about about their life, which is so important. But also, you know, Pepe is fundamentally about being authentic as well right it's being able to say actually this is happening it is affecting me it's affecting other people it's for employers to acknowledge yes this these are these are real things that are really big things in people's lives and we know that sometimes they will knock you off center um, but that doesn't mean that you're not a you know in any way that you're not a valued employee and you know we should be in this for the long haul. And so actually, it's been really fun and very liberating as, you know, doing Pepi and being able to talk about some of the things in a context which previously I would never have discussed <laughs> in a workplace.
0: Well, yeah, so that was going to be the question, I suppose, is, you know, whether people were really taking this seriously as a, a sort of a, an area for for a kind of a health tech company or whether Mm. that was a sort of something that has only really because obviously menopause now is a a lot more kind of in the public consciousness if you like there are sort of you know tv programs and news articles and books coming out more and more and more so was that something that was quite hard to to get investors to kind of to gel with
1: i think we've seen definitely the tide is turning since we began this journey and I think people could, when we started Pepe, people could kind of, well, we started with baby, which obviously the, the topic of supporting new parents in the workplace, parental leave, et cetera, has been around for a while. But when we started talking menopause, you know, people sort of like, hmm, conceptually, I get it. Is it going to happen? Whereas now it is really happening in a big way. And we see it, you know, in our clients and in the level of interest there is in the market for employers of across the spectrum of location, <laughs> workforce, age, spread, you know, gender split are interested in providing this support to their employees. And, you know, we firmly believe that within a few years, this is going to be the norm for employers who aim to be best in class and want to attract good talent. Because, you know, what does it say about you as an employer if this is something that, you know, these are conversations that people are allowed to have in the workplace and, you know, people that genuinely benefit from.
0: Do you, um, as part of what you do, do you also provide sort of resources for managers in those companies?
1: Mm. Yeah, so we we definitely do have some, some resources that we, we provide for managers, either through ourselves or through various partners who we work with. But yes, I mean, this is, like I said, a key part of what launching Peppy does is enable permission for people to talk about it. And, you know, our managers need to be equipped yeah, for okay. those conversations and senior, particularly senior leaders need to be equipped to talk about this.
0: Well, I do hope it, you know, it ends up that just we normalize these things and they kind of step out from, from the shadows and people do feel like, you know, it's it's a perfectly normal Process to sort of talk to their manager about this. Not that that would do you out of business, but um, (laughs) I don't don't think that'll happen. But certainly, the benefit of having those conversations and and feeling comfortable talking about that in a work environment can can only be a good thing.
1: Yeah, and and the reality is, look, I mean, the workforce is changing so much. So Mm. you know, let's take menopause. Women over fifty are the fastest growing demographic in the UK workforce. That's not something unique to the UK globally we've got people everybody living longer and mm. working longer and we and can't so- afford
0: that brain drain of talented
1: senior absolutely. women dropping out of the, of the workforce absolutely and you know the, the thing is that whereas previously yes people had you know maybe had children during their working life now we can expect to go through s- like several of these types of life episodes while we've still got a significant portion of working life ahead of us mm. uh, both as individuals and as society we can't afford to have people drop off.
0: So what, uh, what what are your kind of hopes for the next three years for, for Peppy
1: Health? well uh, it's it's a super exciting time right now um, I have to say I mean just with the pandemic and the shift in perspective on employee well-being and the yeah. responsibility of employers it's just it's just exploding. So, you know, over the next 3 years we, you know, have very ambitious goals to to grow the grow as a business and obviously reach lots of people through employers, but we also want to develop our services to make sure that they are as universal as they can be in terms of being relevant for people sort of across across the different uh, spectrum of whether that's socioeconomic uh, groups, whether that's you know mm-hmm. uh, helping to address you know some of the racial inequalities that exist in, in healthcare as well, and to you know take Pepe to beyond the UK.
0: I shall sure look forward to to seeing how that all pans out and uh, the exciting times.
1: Thank it you so nice. much
0: for coming along to talk to me today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thank you, Emma. Thanks. It's been great.
0: You've been listening to the Middling Along podcast. Do remember to subscribe to be notified when our next episode is live. And why not visit the blog at www.middlingalong.com to sign up to my newsletter as well. I do hope you enjoyed listening today. If you did, I'd be really grateful if you would consider leaving a short review, as that helps people find the podcast and helps get it noticed. Hope you can join us next time. Goodbye for now.